Welcome to the Knowing God Podcast. The hope of this podcast is that it would help you to know the Word of God so that you may ultimately know God. I'm your host, Andrew Rutten. Today, we begin to look closely at how we as Christians should engage in our work, which I believe is an important conversation that we need to have and an important issue that we all need to think through. I'm assuming that many of you have jobs or have had jobs or at least maybe want a job. And even if you don't specifically have a career or a job, there is some sort of work that you are giving yourself to. That might be at school right now. Maybe you stay home with kids or your family. But we all have some sort of work that we are involved with or called to. So the question we need to ask is this. What is the value or importance of that work? Let's say you are an electrician who's a Christian. Does your union with Jesus impact how you work? If you're a teacher, does your union with Jesus impact how you teach? If you're an accountant or a student or a car salesman, a window cleaner, an IT specialist, whatever it might be, How does your relationship with Jesus impact your work? For years as a Christian, I was essentially taught and I believed that your work was kind of a necessary evil. We all have to work. We need to keep busy or we need to get a paycheck. So we work. Or kind of the idea that work is fine, but it shouldn't take a priority in your life. Really, all of life is just about what you do for God and the church or evangelism. So being faithful at work or doing a really good job at work was not actually that beneficial to the kingdom of God at all, or so I thought. There's all sorts of beliefs around the value or importance of work, and it's such a big deal that Paul gives four verses in Colossians 3 to that idea. Now, you might be following along and saying, I don't see anything about jobs. I just see four verses on slavery, which is true. But as we saw last episode, what Paul's talking about is not really what we think of when we think of slavery today. And while it's not a perfect one-to-one equivalent to all of our jobs, or really just a job in general, I do think we can take these verses and imply the application of them to our work. Because as Paul is writing to slaves, he is focusing on the fact that they have work to do. They have a boss to serve and they have an ability to work well or work poorly. That is the same as you, most likely. Serving someone or reporting to someone, a job or area of work that you have to do, and you can be either a good employee or a bad employee. And Paul wants to teach us that you can work well or work poorly, but that God actually does care about that. So for the next few episodes, we'll be going verse by verse and taking this idea of how our union with Jesus shapes our work. So today, we are going to talk about a main temptation that we all have in our work. So this is Colossians 3 verse 22. Bond servants, obey in everything those who are your earthly masters not by way of eye service, as people pleasers, but with the sincerity of heart, fearing the Lord. 
So remember right away that that idea of a bond servant, that's like a, a household servant. Think of a butler. That's maybe the closest way we can think about it today. This is their work in life. And Paul is addressing them, saying that there is a call on their life because of their union with Jesus, that they are called to work in a certain way. So let's walk through this verse, and specifically, I want to get to one main temptation that we all need to consider when we think about our work. But before we get there, notice first that Paul commands bondservants to obey in everything those who are your earthly masters. We saw that word obey just a couple verses ago in the command for children to obey their parents. It's the same idea here. And I think what Paul is drawing on here is that there is a clear authority structure in place that needs to be honored. Therefore, it is up to the worker to obey the boss. That's probably the clearest way we can apply it. Wherever you work, obey the boss. Do what the boss asks. Follow the boss's instruction and guidance. Work well for your boss. Which, I'm sure, maybe for you, there are a couple of exceptions popping into your mind or a couple of, but what about? And Paul isn't oblivious to the reality that bosses aren't perfect, which means he knows there's going to be a temptation in working well and obeying. What is the temptation he mentions? He says that we are to obey in everything not by the way of eye service. That phrase, eye service, it's the idea that we only obey or we only work hard or do what is right or work well when someone is looking. We aren't wanting to do what's right all the time. We are only serving the eye that is watching us. My kids do this all the time. They'll be doing something disobedient or that they know they shouldn't do when they think they are alone. But then when they notice, if I'm watching them or I can see them or I come into the room, then all of a sudden their behavior changes. My five-year-old son will be like sitting on his younger brother's head. And then if I walk into the room, when he notices me, he quickly shifts off of him and grabs his hand like he's being all sweet. Now, why does he do that? He's not being kind in that moment out of a pure heart. He's doing it because now that I'm looking, he wants to obey. That's what eye service is. It's only doing something when someone else is watching. So I think it's helpful for us to take a moment, think of your work, and consider if you work out of eye service. Think of projects you're working on, or how you spend your time, how often you're scrolling or looking at your phone, if you cut corners when you think no one else will notice. Maybe the best test here is to simply ask, Do I work harder or better when I know someone is watching or going to check in? If so, that probably means you're doing it out of eye service. And why do we do that? Well, Paul says we do that as people pleasers. The only reason we work well for eye service is so that we can please someone, so that our boss will think we are great at our job. So that our coworkers think we are working really hard and putting in long hours. So that our clients think that we are worth every penny. So that someone validates us. This type of work is not pleasing to the Lord. 
So I would encourage you today to be honest with yourself and ask, am I working only to be noticed and get the attention or approval of someone else? Am I working only to be noticed and get the attention or approval of someone else? Paul says, rather than looking to please people with the wrong heart motives, he says, we are to fear the Lord and work with a sincerity of heart. So here's what I challenge you to do today. Be honest about how you live and work. Is there a difference between how you live and work when people are watching and when they are not? And if there is a difference, I would encourage you to pray today to ask God to help you work for him more than your boss. And we're going to get into that in the next couple episodes. So just today, if that's true of you, pray. For Christians should not live for the approval of others because we have full validation in God. And that means we can work hard with a sincere heart for the Lord. Friends, may God bless you and keep you. May he give you favor, grace, and peace.